Hello everyone, you are listening to Agent with Grace 50 Plus, Episode 9, The Center of the Flower Health. Recording date, 11-29-2021. Please enjoy. In my last podcast episode, I described the flower of health. To refresh your memory, or if you didn't listen to the podcast yet, the flower of health is a visual image, a symbolic representation of the variety of areas in which we have to make good decisions if we are to enjoy our best health possible. So again, it's a symbolic representation of the variety of areas in which we have to make good decisions if we are if we are to enjoy our best health possible. Notice I did not say if we make good decisions we will have good health. Some factors are out of our control such as inherited diseases or unpreventable accidents. Nevertheless, I beseech everyone to spend adequate time, money, and energy, and thought to discover and implement health practices that are best for you. Each of us is unique in every way, yet we all share the same category shown on the flower of health. The center of the flower of health is the most important because it represents our inner being, our thoughts. Our thoughts impact every aspect of our lives. During this episode, I want to discuss the center of the flower, because if the center isn't healthy, that is your center, your thoughts, then the petals of the flower of health won't be healthy either. And as I described last week, the flowers of health cover things like what you're eating, um, your move to improve, your exercise, your... um, avoidance of toxins and pathogens, etc. So our thoughts impact every aspect of our lives. And during this episode, I want to discuss the center of the flower because if the center isn't healthy, your center, your thoughts, then the petals of the flower of health won't be healthy either. In other words, the rest of the health decisions you need to make to be as healthy as you can be simply won't happen if your thoughts aren't as they should be. You need to have the right attitude. Making good health decisions and acting on the decisions you make requires a lot of energy. You have to really want to do what is needed to have better health. Getting started is the hardest part. You may be terribly out of shape from years of inactivity and poor health decisions in the past. You may be recovering from an adverse health event or surgery. You may feel tired and unmotivated. So let's focus on getting started. That's the hardest part. Let's focus on your thoughts. I believe you have to love yourself to make good health decisions. That's at the very core of making good health decisions. So love yourself. I know this is easier said than done. I don't mean a narcissistic, I am the center of the universe kind of love. Personally, I believe in a higher power who created us and who wants the best for us. But of course we make mistakes, we screw up. Then we need forgiveness from our Creator and from ourselves. We have to forgive ourselves to move forward and do better. I believe we are given the tools we need to build a life for ourselves and a better world for others. One of Pablo Picasso's famous sayings is, the meaning of life is to find your gift and the purpose of life is to give your gift away. I believe that too. And in order to do that, we have to be healthy. I would much rather be healthy and in a position to help others 
than to be unhealthy and need help from others. Another quote I saw recently said, if you don't spend time on your health now, you will have to make time for your sickness in the future. I don't know about you, but I hate being sick. I've been sick a lot with viruses and infections over the years because I was a school teacher married to a school teacher with three sons to bring home germs. But since retiring from teaching, I haven't been sick as much, for which I'm very grateful. I'm also grateful not to have the monthly pain and discomfort related to menstrual periods. Gratitude is another aspect of the center of the flower that helps to keep us motivated enough to make good health decisions. I am grateful for my good health, my vocation, my position in life, my stage in life, the people I've surrounded myself with, and many, many other things. If you are not grateful, you need to find out why. You need to be grateful to have the mental energy to make good health decisions. You may need to work with a professional counselor to figure it out why you're not grateful. Be careful who you choose to be your counselor, your confidant. NAMI.org, that's N-A-M-I, stands for the National Alliance for Mental Health.org, is a good place to start a search if you need a counselor, when you need a counselor. I think everybody needs a counselor sometimes in their lives. I certainly have. Your counselor should be someone you like, someone who shares your values. Another factor that motivates us to make good health decisions is hopefulness. If you are not hopeful, you will not have the desire or the energy to make good health decisions. You will be depressed. You have to have hope to function in life. As humans, we are never satisfied. Our natural condition is to always want more and better. Even when we achieve more and better, we are hopeful of achieving even more and even better. As humans, if we are not working to achieve more and better, we are depressed. More and better could be more and better could be more and better for others or for ourselves or for a cause, a mission of some sort. So we need to figure out what we want to be better. Do we want more money? Do we want to live in a different house or a different city, a different state, different country? Do we want to run for office? Do we want to improve our government? What do we want to make better? I know everybody knows of something that they don't like about where we live or what's happening. And, and so you can make it your cause to make that better. And that's good for you. We need to find our individual circumstance that we want to make better so that we can be hopeful that we can make it better in order to have the right stuff to make good health decisions. And if you can't find something to be hopeful for, you need to seek professional help. To tackle the areas where we need to be making healthy decisions to have better health, we have to be hopeful that by making those decisions, we will have better health. I have met people who have said there's no use. No matter what I do, I won't feel better. Of course, these people are destined for failure. It's sad. Whether you think you will try or you think you won't try, you're right. It's, it's all up to, up to you. So if this is your attitude, if you think no matter what you will do, it will have no impact, no positive impact on your health, 
please seek professional help. I have a collection of saved positive attitude mantras concerning trying to do better. They help me have hope. Maybe they'll help you. You can Google positive attitude sayings or check out my Facebook page or the Aging with Grace Facebook page or the Aging with Grace website under the news tab and click on an occasional delight. Grief is another mental condition that gets in the way of making good health decisions. If we are grieving, it is pointless to begin or expect to begin to improve our health. The best thing to do if you are grieving is to work with a grief counselor and go through the stages of grieving. For some people, it takes a short time, and for others, it takes a long time to get over a loss. And I'm not just talking about the loss of a loved one. It can be the loss of anything, a relationship, a job, a house, even a candidate for an office that you really wanted to win. Even a sports team loss can cause grieving. The loss of a candidate or a sports team loss should not cause long-term, life-stopping grieving, however. If you experience grieving often for common disappointments in life, such as losing a piece of jewelry, or your sports team losing, or the candidate you voted for losing, please seek professional help. Grieving comes in different strengths. It also comes in recurring waves. That's normal. Be good to yourself and practice self-care recommendations from your grief counselor when you have suffered a loss, and please know that it will get better. Time heals all wounds. Stressful circumstances can cause our thoughts to become confused. Another thought process that can get in the way of of, um, improving our health. Moderate stress is normal and just a part of life. Extreme stress can cause depression and forgetfulness and even make us physically feel physically sick. You may be in a super stressful job or family situation. Please get help for those situations. Extreme stress will prevent you from making good health decisions. You will have to deal with your stress before you can work on improving other areas that impact your health because you won't be able to think straight if you have extreme stress. Addiction is another condition that prevents people from making good health decisions. Addiction can be to legal or illegal drugs and alcohol, cigarettes or other tobacco and non-tobacco products, pornography, sex, relationships, gambling, Facebook, or anything that compels a person to engage in a behavior repeatedly even though it is negatively impacting their life. And just as grief has to be addressed before good health decisions can be fa- can be made, we have to focus on treating the addiction And hopefully the addicted person can overcome his or her addiction in order to move on to having gratitude for what they have in life and hope for better health and a happy future. Dementia is another condition that blocks your thoughts from making good health decisions. Someone else will need to make good health decisions for the person who has dementia. If someone joins the Aging with Grace Fountain of Youth Clubhouse, and makes Agent with Grace the designated guardian, their designated guardian, we can make healthy decisions for the person with dementia. Unlike stress or addiction or other problems, dementia will not get better. Unless the dementia is caused by urinary tract infection or some other health conditions that can be cured, a good good neurologist should be sought out 
and all avenues explored to determine the best course of action and treatment for someone that has dementia. Loneliness is bad for all aspects of your health in general. And of course it begins in the center of the flower. It begins with your thoughts, your inner being, the way you feel inside. To make good health decisions, we need to be in a positive, supportive relationship of some kind. It doesn't have to be a romantic relationship and it doesn't have to be with just one person. It can even be a relationship with a dog or some other animal. Combating loneliness was one of my goals that inspired me to create the Fountain of Youth Clubhouse. Remember that sitcom, Cheers? A place where everybody knows your name? That works too. Think of the Fountain of Youth Clubhouse as a place where you meet to enjoy good food and have fun with your friends while improving your health and quality of life. Widowed people often slip into depression even after they have finished grieving. They climb into a recliner and turn on the television and stay there until their muscles atrophy and they gain weight and they lose the ability to get up and down and walk. Then they have to move to a nursing home to get the help they need. How awful. You don't want to stay in a negative and or toxic and or abusive relationship, however. A negative or toxic or abusive relationship is worse than no relationship. If you are in a bad relationship, please get help to get out. You cannot change them. You cannot change a toxic or negative or abusive person. Another thought habit that will prevent you from making good health decisions is to constantly put the needs of others before your own. Women are especially guilty of this when they are caring for their children or sick family members. Men sacrifice their health for their jobs or their businesses most often. I think it may be another form of addiction. They are workaholics. In any case, we must put our health needs above the needs of others. I like the speech the stewardess gives when I'm taking a plane trip. She says, if there is turbulence and you are traveling with a child or someone in your care and the oxygen mask drops down, Put the mask on yourself first because you won't be able to care for anyone if you pass out from lack of oxygen. It is a great analogy for how to think about caring for our health in general before caring for the needs of others. My priorities are, number one, what God wants me to do first, first of all, then my health needs second, then my family and friends needs third, and my professional needs fourth. And then a good sense of humor is definitely an asset for making good health decisions. We should not take ourselves too seriously. Laughter is the best medicine, after all. Humor, in my opinion, helps us keep things in perspective and live in the now. In other words, humor combats anxiety and worry. A relationship with someone who has a sense of humor similar to yours and with whom you can laugh is the best. I have that, and I hope if you don't have it, you can find that. It really makes life wonderful. Laziness is a problem for some people. Lazy people are naturally inclined to inertia. My advice to people who are lazy is to hire a health coach. Lazy people need someone to be accountable to, someone to kick them in the butt. 
but we are all lazy sometimes. That's why it is good to have a workout buddy or join a work group, workout group to help us decide to exercise by keeping us accountable. We're herd animals after all. People who are naturally fearful and who experience anxiety, by herd animals I mean we're influenced by what people around us are doing. So we need to surround ourselves with people that exercise or at least one other person who likes to exercise. And people who are naturally fearful and who experience anxiety and worry, worry definitely need counseling and other help to make wise health decisions. Embarrassment is a cousin to fear, anxiety, and worry. I heard a true story about a woman who died of embarrassment. She was a teacher eating with her fellow teachers in the school cafeteria when she choked on her food. And because she didn't want her fellow teachers to see her choking, she ran into the restroom where she died because no one was in the restroom to help her. Don't let embarrassment keep you from making good health decisions. And last but not least, we need to talk about our attitude and thoughts about our finances because these thoughts will impact the decisions we make about our health. If we feel we don't have enough money to pay for what we need to be healthy, this will add another layer of challenges for making good health decisions. How to obtain what we need to be healthy when we don't have the money to pay for it. We might put off visits to health professionals and we might not buy the healthier fresh fruits and vegetables. We may not pay for yoga or gym memberships. There are many government benefits and programs out there to help low-income people to be healthier. Call your local senior center for help finding resources. For those on Medicare, many Advantage and Supplement plans offer free access to preventative medical appointments. Here are another couple of adages for you that I like. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And a stitch in time saves nine. The health insurance companies know they will save money in the long run if a medical or dental problem is caught early. That's why they will pay for it. Even people with a lot of money stress over their money. I have read that there is a happy medium when it comes to money and stress. It is best to have enough to buy what you need and, and just a little bit more. Too much money or too little money causes stress, anxiety, and worry. Both too much money and too little money make us spend too much of our time and energy and thoughts on our finances, which leaves less time and energy and thought for making good health decisions. Please put your health first. Block out a time each day to focus on your health. Make decisions about what you need to do to be healthier first, and then do it. Two steps forward and one step backwards has been a way of life for me. Also, the old adage of, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again, that's been a way of life for me too. I love adages because they have stood the test of time and are a good guide for living a good life. I want to be a lifelong learner myself and, have an, and I want to have an open mind forever. I used to have a poster in my classroom that showed colorful parachutes floating down to earth. The caption read, Our minds are like parachutes. They work best when they are open. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a happy week ahead. Goodbye till next week. 
The health club for seniors is your kind of place, so come and join us and age with grace.